Welcome back to Podcast 71 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev. I'm really following me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Ozbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by this season for the best football contest and other sports as well. NBA starting right now. Please visit www.thesznn.com slash OB. Play with the best contest players for thousands of dollars around the nation. If you'd like to support the Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theozbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any of our premium cappers, get their plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com, and if nothing else, please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks and Telegram subscriber. I am back from my travels in California, my friends, and man, <laughs> lots of walking going on when you're treating your kids to Disneyland in California adventure. Did a day at the beach as well which was great, had a wonderful weather, actually a little bit on the hot side from noon till about five or six o'clock, but we had these little fans that we brought with us, these little uh, lithium-ion battery fans that was awesome, and it really helped out for some of the hot areas that we were waiting, especially when you're in lines, but do not do those parks without a fast pass because you are just going to sit there in line forever, uh, completely waste your whole experience, so Unfortunately, you have to pay extra for that. And uh, one thing I will say about these parks is uh, there's, they're getting a little bit old. The uh, The rides were kind of breaking down a little bit. We were on one of the rides called Soarin' in California Adventure, and it broke down right before we took off. One of our friends was stuck on the Incredicoaster as well for about 40 minutes, and his son had to use the bathroom. So you can imagine how that went. Well, the good news is he made it, but it was just... A massive uh, stressful situation for him uh, and there's just rides here and there kind of down for hours and then kind of back up so it was uh, a little disappointing on that fact but kids had a blast and the food was well the sweets were was really good the food isn't amazing unless you know a couple spots to go there's a few spots that we enjoyed but uh either way uh, we I am back I was able to digest some college football on the drive back listening to it on the uh basically on my iphone i was able to log into some games i didn't want to watch it being that i was driving 90 miles per hour down i-10 but i was able to listen to some of the games uh the georgia uh kentucky game the alabama uh, texas a&m game was great uh the boise state i also listened to at the end waited to hit that over uh when i was kind of coming in arizona here so the Boise State, uh, San Jose State, San Jose State jumped them right off the bat, but ended up losing to Boise State anyway. But uh, either way, it was able to digest all the NFL. Uh, the next day, the the morning games were awesome. I kind of thought the afternoon games with the bigger name uh, teams, I was about to say schools, teams, but we usually touch on that a lot anyway. And the morning went great for me. I was undefeated up 11 units, and I lost all three afternoon plays even with a bunch of line values so that still put me thank god to our three-star teasers hit both of them uh still up four units for sunday and coming into monday night we are nine on O on tiktok uh props that we like to put out and um, shockingly nine and oh i never expected that great of a start but we have another one out for tonight hopefully it hits 
Hopefully you are following me on Twitter or on TikTok at OBKiev at the Oddsbreakers on TikTok. Uh, check it out if you have a chance. All right, quick recap here. As far as college football, a couple big upsets. The biggest probably Notre Dame, Louisville. Louisville beat them 33-20. to 20. I, I thought that Notre Dame should have not gotten away from the run. Uh, Sam Hartman was sacked a bunch of times and uh, threw three interceptions. You're not going to win doing that. <laughs> uh, they had some rushing success with Jeremiah Love, five carries for 37 yards. Uh, Audric Estime couldn't do it, though, 10 carries for 20 yards. But uh, they just got outclassed by Jeff Brom and was kind of a tough spot for them. They just went through a grueling part of their schedule. They played more games than everybody else. Now they're five and two here, probably with no chance to make the college football playoffs. But Louisville here is sitting pretty at six and zero. Holy cow! Did they have a nice start to their season? And they are definitely in the in the talks. Now they're not going to be taken seriously yet. But man, uh, this is a dangerous team, and Jeff Brown finally has some sort of a defense, unlike he did over at Purdue. Uh, another big game was Alabama-Texas A&M. There's just some massive coaching blunders this whole weekend, not just Jimbo Fisher in this game, but he doesn't know how to manage a clock, and he gave that game away. A&M on their last, second last drive kicked a field goal, tried to get the ball back, but that was all she wrote, 26-20, to 20, and Bama is sitting pretty still in contention to make the playoffs for sure. They probably wanted Texas to win. Now, unfortunately, I only watched the first half of Texas, then I hit the road. And then uh, the Texas-Oklahoma uh, game looked fantastic. I ESPN was absolutely terrible from their app side. I just couldn't get it to play, even though the Fox app worked, the NBC app worked, the CBS app worked. But for some reason, ESPN has just not been working well when I'm traveling. Uh, I, I guess that Ewers kind of gave that game away a little bit himself. And I didn't get to watch much of the second half. I'm going to hopefully do that later today, as well as uh, look at a couple pieces of that Notre Dame-Louisville game. But uh, UCLA took care of Washington State. That was a tough bet that I lost. I thought that uh, Washington State was really in this game, and you know they were winning, and then all of a sudden UCLA 13-0 in the fourth, and uh, Washington State just couldn't get that last-second garbage touchdown. It wouldn't even been garbage. They're down eight. They could have got one, gone for two. They just couldn't get it in and cover that three-and-a-half-point spread that we gave away. So that was a little bit disheartening, for, to say the least. Uh, I guess the Arizona-USC game, I fell asleep because I was dead tired. But, man, three overtimes, that is absolutely insane. And Arizona almost came up with a massive victory here against USC. That would have been wonderful if they could have pulled that off. But now USC goes into Notre Dame unscathed at 2-0. and In uh, Maryland, Ohio State, we have something for our next section to talk about in that by itself. But before I get into the NFL, I just want to give you my top 10 power-rated teams and the reasoning behind it. I have Michigan at number one. I don't know why they're not number one in most people's books. They have been vanilla, really, throughout the season. And they just keep taking care of business. They go to Minnesota, win by 40 points. I mean, why would you punish them for that? Uh, Texas moves down from number one to number two for me. They showed well against Oklahoma, even though the three inter- the three turnovers killed them. But I'm not going to take them down too much for that. 
Obviously, when you do your box score analysis, you're not supposed to. Uh, Georgia actually moves back up to number third in my rankings. Yeah, they really kicked the crap out of Kentucky, and uh, Beck played a very good game for them as a quarterback. And, uh, yeah, Kentucky was a, more of a sucker bet for me. I guess I had massive line value at plus 17 down to plus 14, but line value wasn't good for me this weekend, and uh, sometimes that's going to happen. Ohio State, I have fourth for many reasons. Obama fifth, just creeping right there. Oklahoma, I do have sixth. I still think they're slightly overrated, but um, we'll pick our spots to fade Oklahoma. Uh, Penn State, number seven. Florida State, number eight. Uh, Oregon, number nine. And Notre Dame, number 10. 11's LSU and Washington is 12. So you can kind of already see what I feel about that game coming up here. Washington versus Oregon for this weekend. Uh massive NFL slate. Uh, like I said, the early games were great. Jacksonville takes care of business. That was one of our bigger plays. Uh, Detroit took care of business early and we hit our teasers early. Was happy about that. But then obviously the big upset and the big, well, I, I wouldn't call it an upset. Niners were favored by three and a half, but just a bad showing for the Cowboys. Again, you know, they lose to the Cardinals and they blow out the Patriots and then they get blown out by the Niners. I mean, are they going to play a close game here? You know, it's like the Cowboys are either getting blown out or blowing somebody out, it feels like. I guess Arizona was close, but not according to the spread it wasn't. You know, Arizona covered that spread by double digits. So, you know, that's interesting that the Cowboys are so Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to this, I was, you know, really, I was thinking to myself, man, do I make a little play on the Cowboys? My numbers disagreed with it. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to. And I'm glad I didn't. You know, one of those situations where you stick with your numbers a little bit. But man, do they get beat bad. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings deserve better. They There was a pass interference in the end zone that was thrown. They said the ball was tipped. And then you, show, you see replay and it clearly wasn't tipped. So what the hell's going on with that? The guy... Uh, from the Chiefs rips his helmet off no 15 yard penalty for that it's just like can you be more obvious officials on who you're trying to narrate this game for it was an embarrassment in my opinion and I think the Chiefs are practically unbettable at this point um can't bet on them and can't bet against them you just never know what you're going to get from the officiating side it's been literally that bad throughout the year and they will get faded by the officials too there's gonna be a group out there trying to get back at them for whatever i i don't know i i just want even that's all i that's all i ask for just even no bias for chiefs games please you know or for any any nfl game is really what i want but that thing was pathetic uh the jets and broncos we'll get to that in the next segment as well uh cardinals kind of blew that game against the Bengals. they're sitting up pretty uh 14 to 10 and throw a pick six in your end zone <laughs> what the hell was that dobbs and the game spun away from them at that point. And Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, to Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase, some massive plays to him, 292 yards and three touchdowns to Jamar Chase. It was just exposing the weakness of the Cardinals at that point. And uh, that was tough too because, you know, I had a nice line value on the Cardinals as well, plus five and a half all the way down to plus three. Uh, very rough to <laughs> give up that closing line value. Just like the other games, the Rams and Eagles as well is where I gave up a bunch of closing line value. Yeah, the Rams plus five and a half goes down to plus four, plus three and a half, I believe. And yeah, the Eagles uh, six to zero outscored them in the fourth quarter. The Rams just couldn't get that last touchdown for you, you know, or anything for the fact, you know, it's just 
You allow them two field goals. Neither team scored in the third quarter, which made this under happen. It was trending over, and only a total of six points happened in the second half. So I was a little bit disappointed with the Rams. But you do have to realize that there's a few stars on the Rams, and then there's just a lot of bad on that team. If the stars can make the plays, the Rams are looking good. But once the bad gets exposed, you certainly get in a lot of trouble with that top-heavy L.A. Rams team. Uh, Steelers versus Ravens. I can't even explain the way the Ravens choked away that game. That was absolutely unreal. And thank God they did because I thought my teaser leg was in trouble. I actually did tease plus four and a half to plus ten and a half for a couple of reasons. And I do have my own reasons when I do that. It's rare when I don't go between the three and the seven on a teaser. But that went, ended up hitting for us. But still, how do you give that game away, Ravens? And the Ravens are a very untrustworthy team as well to bet on. To bet against and to bet on. So that was interesting. <laughs> The good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Starting with the good. And there's not a ton of it, really. Uh, College football this weekend is good. So I guess being that it's Monday and I'm recording this, I can talk about college football this weekend. There are some massive games this weekend. Washington versus Oregon. USC, Notre Dame, Wisconsin versus Iowa. You know, there is some fun games to watch this weekend. I cannot wait for this weekend of college football. Tulane versus Memphis, even if you're looking at like an AAC game, that's looking pretty cool. I I, I like that game coming up as well. Uh, a few others, uh, Florida versus South Carolina is interesting. Kansas State at Texas Tech is definitely interesting as well. So uh, looking at those games. Then uh, Miami, North Carolina looks looks good as well. It's just going to be a great weekend of football. UCLA, Oregon State, we have a play on this game as well. And uh, just can't wait for some college football. All right, number another good, Arizona almost upsetting USC. Now, it didn't happen, but the fact that they've been playing so tough was awesome. And I'm mad at myself, but I was driving the whole day. I did want to bet Arizona. I know that Jaden Delora wasn't going to play, but... You know, I've seen uh, Fifita, or I think it's Fifika. I got to look again. I did watch him play one or two games, though, and he looked okay. And USC was just in a really bad spot with a look ahead here to Notre Dame, and they got almost beat by Arizona. That was a massive spot to bet Arizona, and I'm upset with myself for missing that one. Uh, Bears fans on Sunday, that's good. You know, I, I you got to be happy for Bears fans because they actually got to win on Thursday and then not have to ruin their weekend on Sunday. <laughs> so people like myself were were uh, pretty happy with that result from Thursday still as a fan. Now, they still stink, and you still should be extremely angry at this team, but maybe just not quite as angry this week. And the fact that Carolina lost again, always nice for that first-round draft pick that you're getting from that trade. Uh, another good Louisville, Jeff Brom, I mean, six and oh, seriously, you are kicking butt, buddy. What a home run hire for Louisville. He left Purdue right away too. He got the hell right out of there early. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, one of those weird situations for Purdue and look at Jeff Brom now. I mean, she's back at his alma mater and winning like that. That is just fantastic. Uh, another good teasers this weekend. Most teaser legs hit. The important ones anyway, the Jets, two and a half to eight and a half hit. You know, uh, like I said, the uh, Texans hit, the Colts hit, those teaser legs. 
there's just a lot of them that hit this week. And uh, Saints, it's usually like hit if you teased them. Some people bet them outright, which was an easy win. So that was wonderful uh, for teaser legs. And then, obviously, another good – Kyle Shanahan. He's the best coach in the NFL. There I said it. He's the best coach. Um, not in history yet, but he's certainly – going to get there if he wins a Super Bowl or two coming up here. And uh, hopefully that happens and uh, no external uh, forces uh, screw that up for Mr. Shanahan here. Now for the bad. Kansas State losing to Oklahoma State. Dude, what the heck was that? I mean, the Oklahoma State over their win total is what I kind of regretted going in, but now it's actually kind of got a shot here. When they beat Kansas State, um, looking at Oklahoma State here, I mean, they're not a good team, but they do have Kansas on deck, and they're at home at least. I mean, I doubt they win, but, geez, at West Virginia is a potential. Cincinnati at home is a potential. Not against Oklahoma at UCF is a potential. At Houston's a potential. BYU at the end. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State can get six, seven wins here. Go over that win total, baby. Uh, another bad is Jim McElwain going for two down 30 plus points to mess up my middle I had a nice 57 and a half under that thing got to 51 I'm like okay I gotta go a little over I went over 51 for half and he would have at least pushed it with that extra point now I normally I don't like pushing I like winning or losing but when it comes to a middle situation, you want to push that, you know. And what are you doing going for two, risking injury to your quarterback and running backs in a game you're not going to win? What a dope. Um, the Illini, geez, are they a bad team. And what a big difference from last year to this year. This Illinois team, the only two wins against FAU and Toledo. I don't even think they can beat Toledo if they played them again. That Nebraska game was absolutely putrid on Friday. And uh, scoring seven points at home was just disgusting. Now they got to go to Maryland, home against Wisconsin, at Minnesota, Indiana at home, at Iowa and Northwestern. I see two wins tops in that schedule, if you're lucky. Maybe Northwestern, maybe Indiana. Highly doubt you win any of the rest of them. Um, Missouri. Bad beat on that pick six. And there was a lot of bad beats this weekend, but geez, they're down three. Betters are like, okay, we're going to win this. And they throw a pick six. Are you freaking kidding me? Horrible beat on that Missouri game. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's clock management, as I already mentioned before, he was in that game until he just let the clock piss away for whatever reason. I just don't understand why he did that. And then Alabama versus Georgia. Um, not versus Georgia, but that's what you're probably going to get in the SEC title game again. And holy cow, uh, Joey Van Vakadis made a great bet at 51 for Bama to win the national championship. And, uh, you know, now they are really back in it here. Uh, they have to beat uh, LSU, but I don't see why they wouldn't beat LSU because they're at home. And uh, they should take care of Tennessee at home, too, in a revenge spot. Kentucky is a little tricky. <gasps> Excuse me, but Alabama's looking pretty here to uh, get to the SEC championship game. Now for the ugly. Mike Loxley screwing up my 90-some percent chance of winning my Missouri bet, or Maryland bet, I mean. I, I'm sitting here at plus like 
19 or something like plus 19 and a half and i lose by a half point when it hits 20 mike loxley was down 10 points with eight minutes left and he was on it the 17 yard line his own 17 yard line and he goes for fourth and long against ohio state in the shoe oh no i mean I knew exactly what was going to happen then. I just scripted out the next game in my mind. The rest of the game, I was sitting there driving like, are you kidding me? Ohio State, they're going to get the ball back. They're going to run the clock all the way down to like two or three minutes, crap three and out, kick the field goal, and that's exactly what happened. And then Maryland, I think, just crapped the ball up the very next possession and lost by half a point. Jesus, Mike Loxley, another line value close that I ended up being on that side of, but not the correct side of the win. Um, Mario Cristobal. I mean, this man needs a crystal ball to stop himself from being an absolute idiot. You have, they have no timeouts. You can take two knees and the game's over and you run the ball, risk a fumble, which happened in Georgia Tech with, 26 seconds left, throws two bombs, and beats you, literally taking you out of title contention. I mean, I know exactly what everybody in Miami is saying to him right now. You're fired. Texas, or the Texans D, and that last drive, it's like they go back, they drive all the way down, they get to touchdown to win. They're up by one point. And then with just a minute left, they let Desmond frickin' Ritter drive down to kick the field goal to beat you. Seriously, that's what you do? What a terrible last drive for the Texans on D. So I kind of felt bad for them on that. Now, there was a bunch of teasers that at least hit, thank God, but... There's some people I know on the Texans. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, beating Sean Payton was ugly. Just an ugly day. After you talk all that crap about offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, he goes with Zach Wilson and just beats the crap out of you with Russell Wilson. What an embarrassing freaking day for you, Sean Payton. Best to keep that mouth shut in the future and don't act like you have your fox sports hat on dude you know you're a coach and you're not supposed to be talking like that in that situation what a perfect ending for jets fans in that situation and finally bill freaking belichick getting blown out again that is ugly and like i was saying with many guests in our preseason it wasn't belichick it was Tom Brady. There are two kinds of people in the world, my friend. Those with a rope around their neck and the people who have the job of doing the cutting. All right, now it's time for a little college football week six misleading final scores. And key injuries, that is. Uh, Middle Tennessee State outgained Jacksonville State 563 to 401, yet lost 45 to 30, a 4 to 1 turnover ratio. Did them in. Ohio State only outgained Maryland 382 to 302, yet won 37 to 17, a 2 to 0 turnover margin, and boneheaded Maryland coaching ruined it for the Terps. 
Texas outgained Oklahoma 527 to 486, yet lost 34 to 30. A 3 to 0 turnover ratio did them in. North Texas outgained Navy 473 to 406, yet lost 27 to 24. A 2 to 0 turnover ratio hurt the Maine Green. Rice outgained Yukon 474 to 319, yet lost 38 to 31. A 4 to 0 turnover ratio in poor red zone got the Owls. ASU outgained Colorado 392 to 295, yet lost. 27 to 24 equal turnovers but poor red zone play and nine penalties got the sun devils uh miami outgained georgia tech 453 to 250 yet lost 23 to 20 a five to two turnover ratio and horrible coaching outgate got the canes <laughs> tc outgained iowa state 398 to 353, yet lost 27 to 14. A 4 to 0 turnover ratio did them in. Arizona outgained USC 506 to 365, yet lost 43 to 41. Equal turnovers at one, but 12 penalties got the Wildcats. Purdue outgained Iowa 343 to 291, yet lost uh, 24 to 20, or 20 to 14, I should say. A 2 to 1 turnover ratio and poor red zone defense got the Boilermakers. All right, key injuries. Uh, quarterback Mikey Keene from Fresno State went out with an ankle injury and is week to week. Um, could be day to day, but we don't know yet. Uh, quarterback McKay Hillstead from Utah State may miss a week. Uh, tight end Max Clare is done for the season for Purdue. TCU quarterback Chandler Morris will be out a while himself and quarterback Christian Veleu starter on the depth chart for Pittsburgh while Phil Yurkovic is uh is is going to be benched it looks like so I wanted to kind of break that news as well um so you know not to or to be careful with uh, Pittsburgh I think maybe the new quarterback Vileu could be pretty good. We'll see. Jerkovic, Jerkovic was not good. All right, now for some college football week seven betting spots. UCLA at Oregon State is a letdown spot uh, after putting Wazoo in their place. So you, I think UCLA could let down a little bit there. Uh, Louisville at Pittsburgh after beating Notre Dame is dangerous. Okay, so Louisville has the biggest letdown spot probably of the nation uh wyoming at air force after beating fresno state is one letdown spot for sure not forget up spots i mean notre dame can play spoiler here hosting usc so they can get up for that wisconsin can show the world something versus iowa they need to uh get back up in those rankings get some people talking about them alabama might pummel arkansas i think that alabama's got some momentum now i'm really Concerned for Arkansas. Stanford needs hope against Colorado after the bye. And Washington State hosting Arizona needs to get back up after that loss to UCLA. Uh, look ahead spots. Penn State looking past UMass to Ohio State is possible. Uh, Ohio State could look past Purdue next week to Penn State. So those two would be tough to bet on this week. Uh, that's all I really have for uh Look ahead spots. Let's move on to the NFL. Week five misleading final scores. And geez, I only have two of them. The Ravens outgained the Steelers 335 to 289, yet lost 17 to 10, a three to one turnover ratio, and a flat out fourth quarter choke killed the Blackbirds. Uh, the Chiefs only outgained the Vikings 333 to 329, yet let, won 27 to 20, a one to zero turnover ratio, and 
poor red zone, as well as some bad officiating at the end of that game, got the Vikings. NFL Week 6 betting spots, letdown spots. The Jaguars could be a little flat hosting the Colts after London. A lot of travel there, you know, getting away from their better home. The 49ers could let down at Cleveland after beating them boys. So keep that in mind as well. Get-up spots. The Cowboys need to get up at the Chargers after that loss. The Bills need to get up hosting the Giants after their loss, but so do the Giants in a way. Uh, look for the weather that day. Um, I looked just a little bit ago before I put a play out in this game, and uh, it's going to be possibly windy and maybe some rain. So check out the weather before you make any totals plays in this one. The Browns need to get back on track hosting the 49ers. So that's a get-up spot, and the Vikings need to get it right after the Bears. Starting out, what, 1-4? and four. Both teams are 1-4. and four. Not where they exactly want to be. And for look-ahead spots, I have none this week for the NFL. Now it's time to give you your free play for college football week seven. I'm going to go to the West Coast, and we're going to go to Utah. Uh, Utah is facing Cal. And this spread has just been stuck at 13 and a half. Well, Cal is a very bad team. All right. They're bad. And they can't move the ball. And they can't score very well unless they're playing some very bad teams themselves. They've been bad on the road already. And from an EPA perspective, 84th in offensive EPA, you know, 50th in defensive EPA. And they're going to Utah, where the defense has really been stepping up. Number one in defensive EPA, two against the run. They're bad on offense from an EPA perspective, Utah is. But they are getting their quarterback back, most likely. And you've seen what they did to Florida and a couple other teams, even without their quarterback at home. I am feeling pretty good about Cam Rising coming back. It just makes sense that a lot of the players are getting healthy after this bye. I love to bet on coaches like Whittingham after the bye in these situations. Even if you're afraid that some of the guys don't come back, Cal, the only way they move the ball is rushing 5.11 yards per attempt, and they got most of those against North Texas, Idaho, a little bit of garbage versus Washington, a bad ASU team, and then... They're going to Utah, who is one of the best teams against the run, allowing 2.45 rushing yards per attempt. They actually rank fourth in all of football in rushing yards per game at 67 per team. I just do not know how Cal is going to even move the ball here. Take Utah, minus 13.5 for two stars. All right, now it's time for a little fantasy football with our guy, D-Nasty. All right, we are back in a little fantasy football week six. Dave, I was just coaching baseball, but I was following along. What the heck happened to your Packers? Yeah, it was a rough night, I tell you. Three interceptions by Jordan Love is what killed us, but uh, the last drive, two receivers dropped balls right in their hands. And then Christian Watson called for it, and then Love threw it to him. He didn't even go for the ball. 
he would have went for the ball. He probably could have caught it. it I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> yeah, he did. He put his hand up like he was open, and then he just like he kind of like slowed up. He didn't keep running, and then like and then Love underthrew him a little bit, but Watson's got to go get that and play defense on it at least. But he didn't do anything, man. He just like kind of like flopped down in the end zone. It was bad. It wasn't a good showing by Love in the offense at all either tonight. So they're really conservative, which is kind of weird too. So. Uh, I think they kind of lost the game just by being too conservative. Well, now you're two and three. You're starting to enter Bears Bears world, my man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vikings one and four. It's like something's got to give between the Bears and the Vikings next week. But, you know, that's going to be your thing. But here, here we are. It's fantasy football week six. But speaking of the Packers, there's a few bye weeks. Only two teams, Dave. Who are they? Yeah, the Packers and the Steelers. So Packers, uh, Jordan Love. Well, hopefully you didn't start him this week like I did. Uh, but Packers are going to be benching Jordan Love, uh, primarily Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, those are going to be the primarily guys. Aaron Jones, but he's been he was up, he was a late scratch this week too, which was very surprising. Uh, possibly on, and then Dylan too, possibly as well. But then the Steelers, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, Pickens, and then. Najee Harris, who hasn't really done much this year, but those would be the main guys probably for the Steelers as well. Yeah, Pickens had a monster game last game. So, um, yeah, he was the, really good this last week. Yeah, especially at the very end. That was a crazy finish to the game. But, um, no, nope, just Packers and Steelers, but key injuries, I'll get into that. Uh, running back Khalil Herbert left the game for the Bears with an ankle injury. He's going to be missed like three, four weeks from what it's looking like, so that's interesting. Uh, running back James Conner suffered a knee injury. I, there's more to come with that. I haven't gotten an update on James Conner. Um, Devon Achen is dealing with a knee injury, too, and more to come on that. I think he'll play. I don't remember him, like, leaving for long or anything, so I think Achen should be good. Um, let's hope so. He's the best running back in football right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> wide receiver Tank Dell had a concussion, so that's got to be watched. Uh, wide receiver Zay Jones came out of the Bills game as well. Justin Jefferson for the Vikes, that's a big one, left the game with a hamstring injury. I'm guessing he misses a week versus the Bears. We'll see. Uh, quarterback Daniel Jones left with a neck injury. He's day-to-day. And wide receiver Wandale Robinson had a concussion. But that's all I really have, Dave, unless I'm missing something. Uh, the other big one is Anthony Richardson with the. Oh yeah, he's kind of been in and out. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, right. uh, he's going to be out three to four weeks. They're saying right now, so uh, that's a huge injury. Travis Kelsey Kelsey suffered a low ankle sprain. Uh, he did come back and play, but that's something you want to still monitor just in case that acts up again. Uh, Chris Olave was dealing with a toe issue pregame, so he's a little banged up as well. Uh, and then. Uh, Matt Milano uh, for Bill's defense. It's a huge blow. He's out for the season after breaking his leg, suffering a knee injury as well. So back-to-back weeks, they've lost two key defensive players, Travis White and Matt Milano. So definitely downgrading the Bill's defense now with their two key, two key stars out for them as well. Well, yeah, Matt Milano and Daquan Jones, too, didn't return to the game, and he's out for a while. So... That's not good either <laughs> for the Bills defense. So I mean, think you might want to start playing players against the Bills no, defense they're, they're, if this keeps up. Pretty short right now. Yeah. yeah, they are. Exactly. That's all I had as well. I had most of the same ones you did as too as well. All right. Well, why don't you get into waivers then? All right. Great. Well, the first one's going to be Roscon Johnson for the Bears. Roshan. Uh, uh, Khalil. Oh, possibly. Roshan Johnson. Uh, you're the best. So you would know better than me. 
Uh, but then Deontay Foreman as well. So, but I'm definitely adding Johnson over Foreman though, because mm-hmm. uh, he's the one who's going to possibly start. But he's a little banged up as well right now. Uh, but definitely adding those two. Uh, Justice Hill actually looked pretty good this past week, uh, but he's still sharing with Gus Edwards. So I, I, I think this is not as much of our priority for Justice Hill. And some people might have claimed him before. Uh, but the one the surprise here, uh, you might correct me on the name, Imari Damar Cardo for the Arizona Cardinals. 45 yards in the TD after James Conner went out with the knee issue. So definitely keep your eye on that. If Conner is going to be out, he's the guy you want to back. Uh, Keaton Ingram, too, uh, Cardo, uh, was the guy, the main guy there after he left. Uh, so that's the main guy you want to look for there. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., too, he's going to be coming back, too, uh, off the injured reserve. So uh, if Sean is out, I uh, definitely want to pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. He's going to definitely get some carries. He, they do like using him in that offense there. Uh, Josh Downs, who's actually only 9% owned right now. Uh, Ricky wide receiver, he's, he's been looking good. He caught all six of his targets for 97 yards again this past week. Uh, with Gardner Minshew starting now, I think they might throw the ball a little bit even more. Uh, they have been throwing it quite a bit, even with Richardson, so that's another good pickup. Rasheed Weiss uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, he had another touchdown this week. Uh, he looked good as well this past week. He's so another rookie you can look at picking up. Uh, Monron St. Brown, he was out with an abdomen sideline in week five. Josh Reynolds stepped up to the plate, four receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so if you do need a bye week fill in at receiver with Watson or Dobbs out, definitely a guy you can take a look at. Another guy who surprised this week, Logan Thomas for the Commanders. Uh, he, did, he had a great game this week, he held in nine balls for 77 yards and a score. Uh, he's been banged up some of this year, but this is probably one of his best games of the year. Uh, he does not have a nine-catch game to his credit yet this season, but now he does. So uh, definitely a guy you want to take a look at if you need a tight end. Of course, against the Bears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, that was his best game of the season, though. So, Well, if he can play end. the Bears every week, I'd be playing him. <laughs> Sadly. What do you got, Keith? Uh, it's a lot of the same. Tyrod Taylor for the uh, G-Men, obviously, with Daniel Jones. I think he could be a streamer this week. Running back, Amari Demaracado, I think I said it right, for the Cardinals if Connor can't come back. But you know what? He'll probably get some play anyway. Um, K.J. Osborne for the Jefferson injury. I think uh, he's going to be in a lot of waivers this week. D.J. Chark found the end zone for Carolina. I agree with you with Logan Thomas, Levin targets for sure. And, yeah, Roshan... Johnson is number one, and Deontay Foreman is number two. Deontay Foreman had to be healthy scratches um, for the games, but he's healthy, but he'll be back, and he'll probably get about a 30% to 40% load this week, so that's what I'm thinking. Uh, he's still a very capable back, so great for a streamer if you have someone banged up or if you have someone yeah, to buy. Definitely, and I was kind of shocked that he was a healthy scratch, too, because he played well for Carolina last year, too, so I definitely think he'll get some carries. I also want to mention any handcuffs that were dropped because now that you're hitting bye weeks, people are dropping some of those guys like your Michael Carters behind Brees Halls. You know, he's popped up in a lot of leagues. He was drafted, but you start looking for some handcuffs this week or next week because you're going to be able to get them for cheap and for nothing now that people finally gave up on these guys. So just keep that in mind as well. Uh, let's go to non-starters trending up for week six. I'll start with uh, I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's going to get some garbage time versus Denver this week. And the way this spread is looking, uh, Kansas City should be destroying Denver. 
And uh, Denver is just a terrible defense, worst defense in football right now. Running back Zach Charbonnet will do well against the Bengals next week. So I, I'd like him against a poor Bengals D. Running back Kenneth Gainwell versus the Jets, I think could be huge this week too for the Eagles. I think uh, he's finally going to get some more play over Swift. Well, he, Swift will still get the bulk, but he'll get a ton. Uh, quarterback Justin Fields, he is playing a bad Vikings defense. I could think I could see continued success for Justin Fields this week. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks versus the Chargers should have a great game, especially after getting completely embarrassed in Sunday Night Football last night. Uh, Wide receiver Michael Gallup versus the Chargers I like as well. Uh, Wide receiver Jordan Addison is a must-start versus the Bears for the Vikings. Uh, Wide receiver Tyler Boyd versus the Seahawks is a sneaky one, but Higgins has been out. T. Higgins was day-to-day last week, but he was scratched. I wonder if he gets stretched again this week. Tyler Boyd should be a big one. Uh, Tight end Noah Gray, Dave. Now, if this Kelsey injury is, you know, I I guess like even bugging him during the game, they might not keep him in a long time versus the Broncos, and I can see Noah Gray popping a touchdown or two. I bet you – He's, he's going to have some nice touchdown numbers coming up this week from the prop markets. And wide receiver Christian Kirk versus the Colts could be big this week. He was big last week, Dave. I also put Cole Komet versus the Vikings as well. What are your non-starters trending up? I agree with the, most of the years that you had. Uh, I do like a couple other Chiefs. I like Rasheed Weiss, uh, who I was just talking about. Yeah. I like Kadarius Toney. Uh, he's managed to catch 13 of his 14 targets since his disastrous first game when he dropped a whole bunch of balls on that first night. So he's actually been coming back and looking very good. Curtis Samuel has actually been looking good the last couple of weeks, too. He had six for 65 and a touchdown. So uh, he's a guy that's been trending up against the poor Falcons defense. Uh, I agree with you, Jordan Addison. I do like him a lot against the Bears. I think he could have a great game. Uh, and then I do like uh, Kenny Walker with him back. I, I, but I do like uh, Jackson Jaga Smith against uh, Bengals too. Uh, he hasn't really done much this year to date, but I, I think now that he's healthy and he's coming back, and they're coming off the bye. Uh, I like those, I like that matchup for him as well. Uh, I do like Garner Minshew against the Jaguars. Uh, I like that matchup. Uh, I do like Mac Jones against the Raiders, even though they made Jordan Love not look that good tonight. I don't think they do that again against Patriots defense or Patriots team that's been struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do like Mac Jones actually against the poor Raiders DNA. They don't really have that still good of a defense. Uh, so I do like that match. I like, Gain- I like the Gainwell pick against the Jets as well. Uh, and then I do like Eric Gray, who's actually kind of a little bit of a sleeper. He kind of took over the lead role this past week from Matt Breida. Uh, and the Bills are banged up on defense as well. So I do like that play as a, as a guy that's a non starter trending up as well. And I do like the Brandon Cooks pick as well uh, against the Chargers. Nice. Nice, man. So who are your busts? All right. A few of my busts are going to be. I do not like Ryan Tannehill against the Ravens. The Ravens have been playing well. Uh, they're at Tennessee, but I still don't like that matchup. Uh, I don't like Russell Wilson at, at the Chiefs. Uh, he's, been tr- he's been playing pretty well so far. This year's actually been pretty better than last year, but I don't like that matchup for Russell Wilson this week. Or the, the Broncos running backs either. Even though Jolene McLaughlin looked good this last week. Uh, but I don't like that matchup as well. Uh, I don't like the Browns this week against the 40, 49ers D. Um, 49ers look, look, made the Cowboys just look silly this past Sunday night. Yeah. So uh, I do not like any of the Browns this week. I don't like Ford. And I do not definitely like Watson against that tough 49ers D. I don't like the Texans run run running backs this week against the Saints. I don't like Damian Pierce. Saints have been playing pretty good D as well. They shut out the uh, had a shutout this past week, so 
Uh, I don't like the Texans against Texans running backs, Damian Pierce uh, and Singletary against the Saints this week. Uh, and then the Jets, uh, I don't, I don't think the AJ Brown has that big of a day against the Jets defense. I think their defense is still pretty solid. The running backs might, the game I think might do all right against them, but I don't think AJ Brown has a big of a day as he did this past week against the Jets. Just still have a tough defense. And the Chargers, I'm downgrading them a little bit. I think Dallas is going to be mad and coming off that blowout win, blowout loss to the 49ers. I think they bounce back against the Chargers. So uh, I don't think the Chargers play well this weekend. I'm downgrading Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen against that tough Dallas D. Nice, nice little joke here. Dak Prescott told his tight end a joke, but even that went over his head. So good one, Wes. <laughs> Wes is a good guy. Uh, and then then uh, he's got the, another one. Daniel Jones told his wide receiver a joke, but he fumbled the words. All right, there you go, Wes. Uh, don't quit your day job. <laughs> thanks, thanks for contributing. Uh, TJ Walker uh, comes up with a question. Yo, should I trade Hurts? James Cook. And Brian Robinson for Hertz and Rashad Wright. Wait, wait. Trade Hertz, James Cook, and Brian Robinson for Hertz and Rashad White. Both are benched running back for, and I have Henry, Kyron, Williams, I'm guessing, and Achin and JT. Jeez. Some pretty good running backs you got there, man. Um, I would say. I, I don't. I guess I don't understand four Hertz and Rashad White. I, no, no, you don't want any more running backs there. I think you got plenty. JT's playing now, and he's just going to get more and more play. Um, James Cook has not been that good, and Brian Robinson is untrustable playing for a bad team. But he's going to get plenty of touches. I think you're fine. I don't trade any of that. Dave, what do you think? Well, so is he oh, I said sorry. I met Lamar in his next one, so I'm guessing he means trade. Uh, Hertz, James Cook, and Brian Robinson for Lamar and Rashad White. No, no, I wouldn't. I'm hanging on to Hertz. No, I'm not trading them. Uh, Lamar Jackson is is a good quarterback, but I, I still like Hertz more than Jackson. So I'm sticking with the people that he has already, and I'm keeping Robinson and Hertz over Lamar Jackson and White. White has struggled with Tampa Bay so far this year. He's only had one good game all year. So I'm definitely sticking with Hertz. I like Hertz much more. I think Hertz could be a top three four quarterback going forward. So. Uh, definitely not training for Lamar Jackson, no. So, right, so uh, I would, I would hurts for sure. Yeah, me too. Sounds good. We are in agreement. So, yeah, thanks for the question, TJ. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, and my busts are quarterback Sean Watson versus the Niners, like you said. I mean, well, how would you play Jerome Ford even against the Niners? I wouldn't. Uh, but at the same time, Brock Purdy against the Browns defense, a little dangerous. He's been great this year. And uh, he's definitely not, um, you know, a guy that – I, we thought he kind of was earlier that just was kind of lucky to be in a good system. He's got an arm. You know, I was wrong about him. He was He's a good quarterback. Uh, running back Rashad White versus the Lions could have a bad day. <laughs> so funny that you asked that. Uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud versus the Saints could struggle a little bit this week. And wide receiver Terry McLaurin versus the Falcons could be timed out. And what I mean by timed out is the Falcons will run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and they'll drain the clock. I just don't like any offense players really for the Washington Commanders this week. That puts us into our nasty sleeper, Dave. Who do you have to win fantasy football All right, week six? I'm going with Jordan Addison as my D-nasty sleeper of the week this week. Uh, Bears have just been atrocious. They got lucky with their pat last their win this past week, which was a shocker over the Commanders, but I don't think they do that again. I think the Vikings come to play. He went with Jefferson gone. I think Jordan Addison steps up, and I think he wins some leagues this week for you, so he's my D-nasty sleeper of the week. <laughs> 
Can't believe you're picking on my Bears again two weeks in a row, Dave. Well, my nasty sleeper is mine's KJ mine's KJ Osborne, so I guess I am too for the Vikings. So Addison and KJ, baby, with no Justin Jefferson. I mean, I can see this. I can see a lot of points being scored in this Bears game versus the Vikings, especially if the weather holds up. But you do have to check the weather. But I think he gets free and scores a little bit too. You know, they're probably going to watch Addison a little bit more than KJ Jefferson too. So um, I can't go wrong with either one. So I mean, until the Bears fix that secondary, I'm I'm in agreement here. And why not? And we got a quick last question from um, FNCSTRXZY. Yo, should I pick up Stafford or Goff next week? I mean, you should have Goff on your roster. <laughs> you know, Goff is one of the better quarterbacks. He's the best in the North. That's for sure. He's definitely the puts up tons of numbers. And I still don't trust the Lions defense completely. But, I mean, they're playing Tampa Bay. And Tampa can be scored on, as we saw the Eagles kind of throttle them last week. So, um, Stafford is uh, playing the Cardinals, and, and and they have a weak secondary too. So I don't I don't mind Stafford either. So if you're asking either or, I would pick up Goff just to keep him for the rest of the year. I don't like Stafford against the Niners or the Cardinals, and they're going to have to play. Or I mean, the Niners or the Seahawks, and they and he's going to have that matchup a couple times. He already actually did play them once, but. I don't know. I, I I mean, I like Stafford for this week. I don't trust him as much as golf for the long run. So I think either one's fine. And I would agree. I, I like uh, if you're looking just for a streamer for the week, I, I definitely agree with Stafford for this week against the poor Cardinals D. I think the Buccaneers defense is a little underrated. And I like the Buccaneers defense. So I think for, for this week, Jared Goff, I don't like them against the Buccaneers. But uh, long term, if you're looking for someone for the rest of the season, I, I definitely like Jared Goff better as well. So if you're looking for long term over the rest of the season, Jared Goff is definitely my pick. Uh, Stafford, definitely a streamer for this week. But long term, I'd go with Goff. Sounds good. Anything we missed, Dave? I, don't, I think that's it. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this segment and Fantasy Football Week 6. If you have any questions for any podcast, feel free to tweet us at the Ozbreakers. Email us at info at Everyone enjoy the rest of your week and go get some winners.